Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Oh boy, today's movie, Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt from 2013. Here to talk about it with me, back again from the uh, Shocking Dark episode previously. Boy, I bet you're missing that. I missed that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda Castellan is here. So, when I got Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt, the fourth of the five Baby Genius movies, I thought, man, I don't know, this is, I kind of feel bad picking on a baby show for babies, you know, there's not going to be much to talk about, but it is what it is, I'll make the best of it, and then I watched it, and boy, boy, is there stuff to talk about, kind of, a little bit, not not story-wise, but... First off, I don't know if this even counts as a movie because there's also a Baby Geniuses TV show from around the same time, which appears to be, looking at the episode descriptions, the TV show appears to be Baby Geniuses 3, 4, and 5 split up into random chunks, but not in, like, order. So I don't know if the show is these three movies split up or if these three movies are just episodes of the show combined together. So this might not even technically be a movie. I don't know, but it appeared as a movie when I got it. So, Well, and it, it played like a movie for the most part, but yeah, I don't, I've never seen any of the baby geniuses stuff at all. And this doesn't make me want to see any more. So <laughs> No, this is my first one, too. The first two were directed by Bob Clark, who's come up on the show before. He did Children Shouldn't Play mm-hmm. With Dead Things. He also did A Christmas Story and Black Christmas and mm-hmm. some other, you know, real movies. So there might be something to those first two because he's like an actual filmmaker. These are, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is people standing in front, like almost everything is green screen. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Including things that, I don't care how low your budget is, did not need to be green screened. Like, I understand you're mm-hmm. not, you're not, you're not going to fly your actors to the Great Wall of China. Okay, so green screen them poorly in front of the, and pretend they're walking on the Great Wall of China. An empty Great Wall of China, by the way. Because <laughs> it's just a stock photo that you green screen them in front of. But there's also stuff like <laughs> characters on a boat, and they just green screened them they superimpose them onto like stock footage of a boat going by it's stuff that like you couldn't afford a boat just yeah oh man i mean i'm sure john voight probably could have pulled a couple of strings and gotten them a boat for the day <laughs> yeah let's talk about john voight when we're, we'll really get into it in a little bit but just up right off the top john voight is in every one of these except the first one really yes huh. academy award winner John Voight <laughs> is in four of the five Baby Genius movies. And of course, as we probably know, John Voight has become, I don't even know if of late, but certainly more vocal of late, a real right-wing Trumpian piece of shit on Twitter. And Yep. So this is kind of the movie he deserves. But, he, but he's also been in others, like he was in probably around this same time, he was in like one of the later seasons of 24. So he was still doing like real stuff. And they couldn't afford to pay I, him much for this. So I don't know what he's doing here. <laughs> I kind of suspect maybe that this was 
an attempt like to to ingratiate himself maybe to his daughter so he could see his grandkids i know for a while there angelina wasn't letting him have any contact with the grandbaby so i don't know if he thought hey if i make these baby movies i can see my grandkids that's kind of my thinking on it but it could be i can't think of any other reason <laughs> i have to imagine it backfired if she actually watched this movie watch this. this would be a reason to never let him see his grandchildren again yeah. because so when you're watching it starting out you're thinking okay maybe this will be, I mean it's going to be dumb it's going to be cheap and stupid baby thing for babies but maybe it's going to teach little kids about other cultures because we're right. sort of globe trotting we're going to China we're going to where else India and Egypt India and, and <laughs> yeah and Egypt so maybe this will be kind of a you know a cool way to teach kids about other cultures and stuff no, it is not. <laughs> it's quite the opposite, not in fact. At all. So the sort of the backstory of the baby geniuses, the sort of the remit of the plot, I guess, is that all babies are born with the secrets of the universe, and they have a secret baby language. It just sounds like goo goo gaga to grown ups, and then up until they reach about the age of two, and then they sort of spontaneously become dumb or something. So we have all the, we have this secret squad of baby geniuses who have all sort of technology and they still have like adult handlers though. So the the beginning of this movie is kind of summing up the last movie, which is there's a character called the villain of the movie is named Big Baby, who's a little British baby who has hypnotized his father into <laughs> stealing the crown jewels of England and at the end of I guess Baby Geniuses 3, he was shrunk with a shrinking ray, so now he's Big Baby is a very, very tiny, pocket-sized baby. <laughs> we see, we see. I guess in the last movie, John Voight was in it, and he's, he's sort of this secret character who's kind of sneaking around the edges of the movie. You don't really know what his deal is. He's disguised as a cabbie. Everywhere the babies go, there's this, he's in disguise as his cabbie. But he just looks like a cabbie. He's got like a fake nose, a costume, whatever. No big deal. You're not thinking much of it. Surely this won't turn terrible. <laughs> um, <clears throat> big, shrunken down big baby and big daddy, his father, Beauregard Berger, are being held in the Antarctic International Prison. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And it says 900 hours, not 0900 hours, just 900 hours. They get it right the rest of the movie, but at the beginning it's weird. Just 900, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their other sort of accomplice that he has hypnotized over the video phone, which I guess they allowed this shrunken baby from his Antarctic international prison cell, arrives at the prison pretending to be sent by the prime minister, has a de-shrinking ray, which is just Legos. It's just made of Legos. Mm -hmm. De-shrinks big baby. They blow a hole in the wall, terrible CGI cutout hole in the wall, and escape. The good guys, the baby genius squad, they have a base underneath a de uh, underneath a daycare in Washington D.C. And every time they they look or they they switch over to like that daycare, that's what reminds me of like the Full House entry. Every single time, it's like that outside shot of that house. So that kind of looks like a TV show. Going back to whether this was episodic to begin with or not. Yeah. It's just because the, the weird thing about the TV show is if you look at like the episodes in the order that they show, it's like here's a 
you know, a 22 minute episode about the crown jewels thing. And then here's the next episode is like from the fifth movie, which is where they meet an alien baby, which they set up in this one. And then the one Mm -hmm. after that is they're in Egypt, which is this movie. And then the one after that is something from the third movie again. So they're all like weird out of order. So I don't know what's going on with that. And I am absolutely not going to look into it further. (laughs) But one of the babies has built an alien cosmonaut, she calls it, which I mean, that's not what a cosmonaut is, but some kind of device. She's trying to contact aliens because these babies are geniuses and they've invented this thing. There's also this weird, at the daycare, so the baby's parents are there. They're kind of their handlers and bosses at the underground base. But there's this lady, Miss Garcia, who works at the daycare, who's always, like, trying to catch them doing not baby stuff and always coming close Mm -hmm. and they have to, like, prank her and do stuff. Why did you hire this lady? Why doesn't everyone you hired to work at the daycare in on it? You know what I mean? Like, why would you hire someone who doesn't know what's going on and is trying to impede your progress? I don't. That seems. And strange. obviously, like, and, and it's not even like she's hiding it. Like, she's obviously trying to like snoop around and <laughs> and find things out. So, and they don't seem to clue in on that ever. The parents, anyway. No, they just. Kind of, <laughs> she's just like this annoying lady they don't like. Well, then hire someone who's in on it, or I don't know. I guess they needed some sort of day-to-day opposition to the babies but she's not really anything because all they have to do is squirt water at her and she falls down and has a hysterical fit so i mean as far as antagonists go she's not great there's big baby and big daddy are stealing artifacts from a museum in china that's sort of their first bit of crime in this movie and then back at the daycare the baby who is Jordan has uh, is fiddling around. She's almost made contact with. She thinks there's a spaceship in orbit that she's almost contacting, and something about their frequency sends because they're wearing these little like alien like headband things with bouncy balls on top. The little balls <laughs> on springs, yeah, like you'd get at space aliens or something. And it sends mm-hmm. these balls flying around the house, and one <laughs> one person shouts, "Get the babies! Protect the babies!" And they, like, have, like, these fake blow-up sleeping bags that apparently is enough to fool every adult in the building. And they don't they, they they up. <laughs> investigate no further or try to make sure these babies are okay. But there's another guy you can hear in the background who goes, it's a terrorist attack. <laughs> which, see, which is an odd line to have in a movie for babies, but okay. Mm. Then we meet the team because they're being called downstairs to the secret base. There's Skip, who's the leader, a boy. Jordan, the girl, who's the high-tech whiz. Alfred, the little black boy. Master of disguise. Master of disguise, which eventually <laughs> just means he can turn invisible, I guess. We'll find out. Yeah. That, that's the extent of his disguise. And Gabby, whose specialty is fashion, which yeah. also doesn't yeah. come up ever. But maybe in another episode. I don't know. And, I, and I'm not quite sure how fashion be a, um, a spy specialty. I Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that would be folded in under the umbrella of disguise. Exactly. But yes. I guess <laughs> I don't know. So they have, huh. they have a they find out, oh no, Big Baby's back and he's stolen these artifacts from China. They have a wormhole device that can send send the babies there on their missions, which is I mean that's pretty incredible technology to waste on babies, but okay. So they take the wormhole to Beijing and during the shot of cuz there's the one this woman 
uh, I can't remember the character's name, but um, she's also in all of these movies. She I think her name is Kylie, or I think it's Kylie or something like yes, that. Yes, that's the character's name. There's a shot of her, so we have because who is it that goes on the first mission? I think it's Jordan. It's Skip and Jordan. Skip and Jordan. I think, on the but there's a shot of them because it keeps cutting back and forth to them like doing the dials and stuff, and then the wormhole going to take them away. And there's a shot that one one point when it cuts back, it's not Jordan and Skip; it's Jordan and Alfred. Like they uh-huh. have the wrong kids. Like they spliced in a shot from a different. So they can't even. It's poorly edited as well. <laughs> but they take this wormhole to Beijing, and here's where this movie takes a hard right turn <laughs> that I did not see coming. John Void appears in yellow face, like you have not seen since Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> And he is doing the reason I usually have a clip at the beginning of the episode. I'm saving the clip for right now in the episode. I'm going to play it. So as not to spoil it at the beginning, I'm going to play the clip of what he sounds like replacing his switching his L's Mm. and his R's around. Excuse me, listen. I'm the antiquities director of this museum. May I help you? Yes, I am Kylie, assistant to the specialist at the United Nations. Ah, Kyrie. And babies? They're children of the UN delegates. I have the pleasure to look after them. Oh, welcome, welcome to the Forbidden City, Kyrie and the babies. I am Manchu Manchu. Google, yeah, 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 yeah. So tell us about the stolen valuables, Mr. Manchu. Man- Manchu? Manchu Manchu. Manchu Manchu, right. Two items were stolen, two items. One, a 600-year-old Ming vase from here. Second item, much less valuable in terms of coin, but for lovers of the star, such as myself, its value cannot be measured. Stolen right from here, an ancient celestial globe which marks every star system in the galaxy. He's got a big Fu Manchu mustache, and his name is, in fact, Manchu Manchu. It is unbelievable that in the year of our Lord, 2013 or 2014, when this was Obama's second term, and we have a children's movie where John Boyd is in... Blatant yellow face. Wild yellow face. And doing doing the accent, and it's staggering. Like, I could not believe my eyes. I have to wonder if this was his idea. I'm sure. He probably thought it was the height of comedy, honestly. I mean, he has other disguises in the movie as well. But we'll get get to those too. But I have to wonder if the producers were like, okay, we're going to have, you know, a Asian actor. And then you'll, like, take off a mask. And underneath, there's you, John Voight. And he's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. And you know he used the word oriental. Yep. No, I want to be the oriental, he said, I'm sure. It's in my contract, look. Because he seems like that kind of guy. I mean, but it's it's crazy. It's I can't get over it. And you did warn me ahead of time about that particular aspect of it. I and I, I still hadn't. wasn't ready. But I, <laughs> I still wasn't I... ready. <laughs> because you, do, yeah, even if I, because I said to you in a message, Hey, John Voight's in Yellowface in this movie. 
even given that, you are not yeah. picturing the level that he takes this. Yeah, no, no. It is beyond the pale. <laughs> it is so bananas that in a movie that came out seven years ago for children. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. I, I can't. I can't imagine how the producers, the director, anybody else involved was like, okay, yeah, we'll sign off on this. This is great. This is a good idea. Like, I I don't understand how that happened, but okay. It had to be him flexing his muscle. Like, oh, I have, this is something I haven't gotten a chance to do, and I want to do it. And they were probably like, yeah, I don't know, but he has enough. I mean, he's the only person on this set that anyone would possibly give a shit about. So he has the yeah. muscle to push people around probably and say, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to be the Asian guy. It's it's (laughs) insane. And then on top of that, to make matters worse, they very much imply that foreign languages are baby talk because Mm -hmm. he's like, Oh, my name is Manchu Manchu. And the, and the one baby goes, Oh, goo goo gaga. Yeah. 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 As if to make fun of, you know, as if the baby is saying, yep. that's how you sound. You sound like a baby because you're speaking Chinese. It's insane. It's insane that this is a children's <laughs> movie. I cannot get over it. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I don't know what the process for filming these kids are because when you watch most of the kids, they're moving their mouths and they're, I mean, they're all being dubbed by older children. Right. And most of them don't their lips don't match up with what's saying. But Skip, always, his lips match up with what he's saying, but it's clearly not his voice. So I don't Uh know if he just had too much of a baby. But he's clearly saying what the actual lines are as opposed to the other kids. So I don't know why they had to dub over him as well. I guess maybe they just needed more of a sophisticated actor. I guess the clarity, Yeah. yeah. The um, something okay. that really bothered me, and it probably shouldn't have, because I mean it's babies. But why were none of them wearing pants? They were all in diapers, and then they all had like their little hair did and their shirts and stuff. But I mean, put some pants on those babies. What the heck? <laughs> that annoyed me to no end, and I don't really know why, but it really it irritated me. <laughs> yeah, me too. These babies wear pants at no times. They're always just running around Never. in diapers and bare legs. And also, when we yep. say babies, these are I would toddlers. Mean, I mean, and pretty advanced toddler. Like these are, yeah, probably three year olds, four year olds, maybe even. Like they're not like babies, definitely babies. <laughs> definitely children that would not be saying "goo goo gaga" anymore. They would be actually using words at no. this point. I think. And some of them, I think Skip especially, is probably IRL potty trained at this point. So mm-hmm. the fact that these kids are running, I guess it's supposed to be cute, and that's how we know they're babies. But yeah, put some pants on these kids. They don't need to be running around well, in diapers for 90 minutes. That's insane. And especially when you mentioned Skip specifically being potty trained, that scene where he's crawling around, was it in Egypt, I think? And there's water or something on the floor, and he's like, oh, I need a diaper change. And then he's like, oh, that wasn't me. Like, Okay. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so gross that he's just crawling around in a puddle of his own urine good stuff yeah um but big big baby wears pants the bad guy the villain he wears like full-on like costumes and stuff so not all the time though sometimes he's just in a diaper yeah who knows man i think we're putting way too much thought into this (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, there's green screen galore everywhere they go. They go to the Great Wall of China. They're looking for clues. Alfred, yeah, Alfred's idea of just, he just, he straight up turns invisible and like blends into the Wall of China to where Kylie has to like feel around and find his face against the wall. So this kid has straight up superpowers. Like, yep. I guess that's part of the babies have the secrets of the universe. I don't know. But he never uses it again. He never uses it for anything useful. He doesn't use it to like sneak up on the bad guy or to escape. He just uses it no. to mess with Kylie so she can't see him. Like, okay. That first little like wormhole thing where it was Kylie and the two. Did you notice like she was like shaking those seats, I guess, to make it look like yes. there was turbulence. It was so obvious. I was like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and again, a lot of, obviously, this isn't for me. This isn't for you. This is for little children and not especially smart ones. It's fine. <laughs> but but I feel that there are children's programs and children's movies that are very, very good. Not only for children, but adults can watch them, too, and not feel like, oh, this is actively making my children stupider. This is making your kids dumber. Yes. And racist on top of it. And racist. <laughs> so I don't feel I I wanted to feel bad about making fun of a movie like this, but then John Blake came out and I didn't feel bad anymore because this movie deserves nope. to be burned at the stake. <laughs> so Big Daddy Beauregard Burger has Big Daddy Burger joints all over the world apparently, everywhere they go. And so they track them down to the one in China. A food fight starts so the bad guys can escape, and they recover the vase that was stolen, but not a celestial globe or something. Mm -hmm. That was, I guess, a more important part of the master plan, so the bad guys get away with that. Okay, let's just burn through this, because it's all not terribly <laughs> interesting. Next is uh, Big Baby and Big Daddy go to India. There's a scene with these trip lasers where he's trying to steal this ruby. Oh my, yes. And he walks up towards it, and the, tr the trip lasers are already lit. And then it cuts right. back to him again, and they aren't anymore, and they don't come on until he lifts the thing up. Yep. So again, like, why you edited this? You saw that, and you <laughs> left it in. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, okay, so the laser's on. He's walking towards it, then it turns off, and then he lifts the dome, and then it comes on and starts alarming. And then as soon as he puts the dome back, then it stops. Like, okay, did you guys not watch? Indiana Jones? Like, that's not how that works. But I guess they I'm think sure... it's only babies are watching this, so who's going to notice? Well, I notice, sir. <laughs> Parents are watching this with their kids. They should have some respect. <laughs> well, any self-respecting parent who is watching, it with the, with, watching this with their kids has already turned it off. Yeah. As soon as John Voight walked yep. out, they went, nope. <laughs> Peace out. Let's watch... Pixar or something. Let's any literally anything else. Oh my god! Back at so they see video back at Baby Base. They see video of of Big Baby and Big Daddy stealing this stuff in India, and it's clearly a ruby, a big red mm -hmm. ruby. And mm -hmm. the one baby, which uh, Gabby, says, "Ooh, now that's an emerald." <laughs> what? I, I missed that. <laughs> I thought this baby was a genius. This baby seems dumb. Emeralds are green. Oh my God. Rubies are red. <laughs> Not only that, it's they say it's a famous ruby. It's like a ruby. a very expensive and famous ruby that was stolen. And then she says, "Now that's an emerald." All right. 
whatever. <laughs> I give up. So, as an aside, did you notice, like, so at all the Big Daddy burgers or whatever the heck they're called, in each country, like, they have, like, a very stereotypical thing. Like, the India has a, a Big Daddy curry burger. And then when they go to um, Egypt, there's, like, a the bun is pyramid-shaped. Did you catch that? Yeah, the pyramid-shaped bun thing I, I actually <laughs> thought was kind of funny and clever, maybe a little bit for a kid's thing. The Indian, yeah. the curry burger... Again, it's some racist shit because they're like, oh, it's so yep. messy. Look, he can't eat it without getting curry all over his dumb, fat face. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's it's so spicy. I'm dying. Like, that's all you yep. know about curry. That's all you know about Indian yep. food is, in your mind, it's messy and it's spicy. And that's all you yep. know. So I just, I yeah, I watched that and I was like, oh, God. Okay. Well. <laughs> so the baby's. The, boy, it's not the only racist thing here. <laughs> no, no. There's Kylie, and then there's a guy whose name I can't remember who also goes off on missions with the babies. He takes two of the babies to India to investigate, mm-hmm. and they're crawling around the floor looking for clues. They have all these little gadgets that they're finding, whatever they're finding. Who cares? When they take the cab, there's a there's an Indian woman driving, and it's yep. thank thankfully not John Voight dressed up as an Indian woman. Well, I mean, it turns out it is. Because he pulls a mask off. But why this time was it that he didn't want to be in drag? I don't get it. Like, why was the other one okay? But for it, this is where he drew the line. We're like, no, no, no. You get an Indian woman to play that, and then I'll rip the mask off, and it's me underneath. What's the difference to him, I wonder? I Probably just that exactly. Probably he just didn't want to be in drag. Like, that was the the line too far. (laughs) It could be. Or maybe they could... Maybe they actually found an Indian actress and they couldn't find when it came time to like, they were trying to find an Asian man to play Manju Manchu and they showed him the script and he went, eat shit. No. <laughs> I will not be playing Manchu Manchu. Thank you very much. Let John do it. Man, oh man. So there's, there's some talk back at base of something about one of the clues in the India heist was the number pi. And Jordan, the tech whiz, is like, oh, pi. Maybe that's the missing ingredient to make my cosmonaut work so I can talk to alien. You just, you're a genius and you just now thought of pi. Someone else had to point out pi to you and that's that number is all that's missing to make your thing work. Again, I know this is for children. But God damn it. Can we not actively make our children dumber? Please. I don't think that's asking a lot. Apparently, it's asking too much. <laughs> Apparently. It's the Indian restaurant that they're at. The Indian uh, big boy burgers or whatever. There's a whole bit where the henchman has a fake beard on, and he's, oh, you better believe he's doing a straight-up Apu accent, this white British guy. Good stuff. Yeah. And there's a whole gag where he gets a spatula stuck in his beard, and they're trying to pull it The damn spatula, Yes. The spatula, which, by the way, Big Baby dug a hole, dug a tunnel to get into the museum in India with a spatula. Yep. Okay. Yep. But but when they first discovered the spatula, they said that the stuff on it was, like, smelly and sticky, like, hamburger grease. And they're like, oh, no, that wasn't grease. That was dirt because he dug a tunnel. I'm like, what? (laughs) So India is so smelly, even the dirt smells. Thanks, movie. Apparently, yep. That's great. Yeah. Good things to put in our children's head. Yep. Back at the daycare, the nosy 
Miss Garcia lady is about to discover the cosmonaut machine and I guess the jig will be up on these genius babies. And uh, they sound the alarm and all the other babies that aren't even the genius babies, but the regular babies in the daycare, like, attack her with silly string. And she acts as if it's she's James <laughs> Conn at the end of The Godfather getting at that toll booth getting riddled with machine gun fire. Like, she's just dying from silly string. Falls over the back of a chair. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, and I feel like this is where it really feels like this is just episodes of a show crammed together. Because now we have a whole thing where it's the main adult's birthday party and big baby and big daddy crash it. Big baby's disguised as like a nerdy baby for some reason. Yep. (laughs) And he has a moment where like, because he's now invited to like, Oh, you break the pinata. You're one of the kids like have fun. He actually like enjoys himself for a minute and kind of forgets Mm -hmm. that he's while big daddy's downstairs trying to steal this computer core or whatever the hell thing that they're after. The GPS 5,000 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, why was Big Daddy dressed like Colonel Sanders? Like Colonel Sanders? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. With the obvious, like, painted white hair with, like, yes. hairspray and the beard from and... a Halloween store. Yes. Oh, my God. But Big Baby's having fun. He gets to, like, be stop being a villain and be, like, a baby for a minute. And so you think maybe, like, oh, he's going to come around. And, like, no. It's just, it doesn't add, come to anything, but... He feels a real sense of accomplishment from breaking this pinata and being one of the, being one of the kids, but it doesn't stop mm-hmm. him from continuing his dastardly plan. They steal the, <laughs> they steal Jordan the cosmonauter and they break this glass globe computer core that Bob just got for his birthday, which they say not even the FBI has yet. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Because I don't know. I guess I don't know enough from the other movies that I have not seen if like. Does the world government, the world governments must know about the baby squad because they call them in to help. Yep. So I guess they give them the top technology before they give it to the FBI and the CIA and the KGB and things like that. Yeah, because that Hammersmith guy said something like he had some agent friends pull some strings to get it or something. I don't know. But yeah, apparently they get technology before the other agencies. But they're still top secret enough that this one lady at the daycare doesn't know what's going on. It's going to spoil everything. I don't know. Okay, so now we finally go to Egypt as the title of the movie (laughs) in the last third, I guess, as the title would not imply. And here we get, well, no, I guess not yet. We meet John Voight in his regular, like, just... As a guy, he's named Moriarty, of course. Mm-hmm. He kind of has like a fake <laughs> nose, sort of. But otherwise, he just looks like John Voight. And he's dressed like mm-hmm. Moriarty. And he's behind the scenes sort of pulling the strings. And he's leading on Big Baby and Big Daddy and sort of helping them. But we don't know what his end game is or why he's, you know, helping them out. So, but, so now they're working together. I guess it's bring your baby to the crime scene day because... <laughs> When the baby squad arrives at this Egyptian museum where a statue has been stolen and some other thing, the head Egyptian police officer or whatever has his own like little daughter there with him. <laughs> so the babies can talk to each other and whatnot. And it's another scene. It's our third scene of the babies crawling around looking for clues, blah, 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 which really tells you that this is like a thing that happens every episode. And now we've just put three episodes together. And now we have... 
they're like, okay, watch out for the what is not the sheriff, but like I don't know, the head of whatever Egyptian police. I think it's like yeah, the the chief of Egyptian police or whatever. Yeah, the chi- the chief of the Egyptian police wants to talk to you, and it's John Voight in brownface. <laughs> oh yeah, doing a shitty air quotes Egyptian accent. I mean, it's straight up. It's straight up brown face. So he's now done yellow face and brown face. And what is even happening? What is happening? I don't understand. And 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 the the makeup on it, regardless too, is really awful. Like it's just smeared on. Like it. Ugh, I mean, it's bad enough they're doing it, but they can't even be bothered to even try and like even things out at all. Like it's it's just so awful. It's so awful. <laughs> Yeah, it shouldn't fool any for these for genius babies. They should see through this shitty disguise, but they never do. Never. <laughs> but he for Holden is the guy, the male baby genius handler, and he sort of frames him for a hot second for like, oh, you're the guy who stole it because this was in your pocket, and they put him and the babies in a jail cell. But then they're immediately let out, so it doesn't really mean anything. And then there's so they catch up to Moriarty and Big Baby and Big Daddy. There's a solar eclipse happening, and the three things they've stolen the so the the ruby, this Egyptian statue, and the celestial globe. When a solar eclipse comes and lights them up in the proper whatever, I guess mm-hmm. Big it, Big Baby thinks it's going to give him the power to fly, and that's what this has all been about, I guess. But it doesn't work. Yeah. Actually. So this was all for nothing. And John Voight, like, sneaks away, like, oh, shit, I thought I was going to get this power for myself, but I guess that doesn't mean anything. Bye, and sneaks, sneaks away until the next movie, I guess, when the alien shows up. And he makes it sound like he got what he wanted regardless. Like, yeah, okay, the kid didn't get to fly, but I still got what I needed, and then he hightails it. So, and I, I don't care enough to, like, look into that and see. <laughs> I don't want to watch the next one ever. Absolutely not. Find out, but... Absolutely not. There's also, an, during this... Holden is Holden is fighting somebody. It's probably Big Daddy's uh, henchman or whatever, and he does a flip up a wall. And is, rather than up find find one person, <laughs> find one person on the set who can do this, who can run up the wall and like do a backflip off of it. No, they just take a still image of him and animated flip it. Yep, it is <laughs> it the so funniest bad. thing because it looks so bad. Oh. And again, I know it's cheap, and I know it's for children, but there has to be a low bar. That's all I'm saying. Even in children's entertainment, there has to be a low bar for what is acceptable entertainment, and not one second of this counts. Not even a millisecond. It's 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 atrocious from start to finish. And that's it. Uh, that's until the next movie, when an alien shows up, and then there is a credit scene with some kind of music. I mean, first off, how dare you have a credit scene in this thing? But... There's, yeah, there's, they're doing, they're performing, the babies are performing really well on their toy instruments, and Holden is there with his real guitar, and they're shredding and thrashing and having fun, and Miss Garcia walks in, so they have to pretend that they're playing just pretend baby music until she leaves, yeah. and it's, whatever, but I can't, I don't know who this is for, because I can't even imagine kids watching this and going, this is great. No, no. Uh, well, and, and like when they were all sitting in the jail in Egypt, <clears throat> the little boy was playing, you know, like nobody knows or whatever on harmonica, and then he starts singing, and I'm like, yeah. 
okay. This no. I, yeah, I can't. There's nobody that this should appeal to. Anywhere. No. It, it took me multiple tries to watch this movie. Like, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it one sitting. <laughs> I had to because I knew if I stopped it, I would never come back. So I knew that, like, I have to just power through. But it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's incorrigible. It's, un, it's unacceptable for anyone, especially children. And then there was, like, a whole, okay, oh, another thing that's kind of, like, stereotypical. When they went to India, um, they did a whole, like, dancing scene with a bunch of Indian women. Did you catch that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so bad. It was and it was clearly green screened again, like everything else. But I don't know if that was supposed to be like because Bollywood. I I guess that would be the inspiration for that. I don't. I don't know. It was that. We there were to, just so many what the fuck moments. <laughs> we need to fill time, and I guess people will think dancing babies are cute, but I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, <laughs> maybe ordinarily I do, no. but not in this situation. And that's it. That's Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. Bad, bad stuff uh-huh. for no one. Absolutely. And as someone who loves bad, bad stuff, I would not ever make anybody sit through this, even as a joke. <laughs> I just no. Every copy needs to be found and destroyed, as far as I'm concerned. It was that bad. Yeah, and it's uh-huh. not even, even if it was just like, oh, this is dumb and cheap, but it's for kids, so whatever. Like it wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it, but it wouldn't bother me. But the fact, just it's, the yeah. unbelievable in 2014, the unbelievable yellow face and brown face in this movie. I just, I cannot yep. stop talking about it. I can't get over it. Yep, it's so bizarre that this exists. <laughs> it really is. But it made, it's I guess, definitely... it gave us something to talk about because there's nothing else in this movie to even talk about. So. Nothing else. Yeah, no. No. Well, that's the end of that. <laughs> it is that time in the episode where I press the magic button to find out what next week's movie is. Chosen completely at random from everything streaming. I mean, it can only be up from here. You know what? I've said that before and been gotten <laughs> burned, so I'm not going to say that. Let's just see what happens. All right, I'm pushing the magic button now. Oh, hey. See, you missed you missed out by one. You could have gotten in on some good stuff. We're going to Disney Plus. We're going to the MCU. <gasps> Next week's movie is Thor. Oh come on! <laughs> Sorry. Come on. <laughs> you got baby geniuses. Someone else will get Thor. Oh, I, I might have to block you now. <laughs> oh no! I never thought I'd get an MCU movie in here, so that's pretty cool. Not like top tier MCU, but. I enjoy hey, it. it's pretty pretty high tier MCU. It's good. <laughs> I mean, I think they're all good. So, yeah, come at me, critics. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Thor on Disney Plus is next week's episode. That's everyone's homework. Should you choose to accept it, <laughs> and um, where can people find you, ma'am? Uh, I mainly lurk on Twitter. My handle is at erudite elf. And I'm there pretty much all the time. So, yep. All right. I am, as always, at Heath Lambert, 78 on Twitter. The show is That's So Random P2. 
The show has an email address. That's a random pod at gmail.com for all of your John Voight John based questions <laughs> and any other questions that you have. And I think that's it. That's it. Short and sweet. We're done with this <laughs> shit and never to be spoken of again. Fuck John Voight, I guess is the Time to purge it from our memory. <laughs> yes. John Voight can eat shit forever and always. Yes. That's, that's the moral of this story. Yep. Forever. All right. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good week. Bye-bye.